Disclaimer, this podcast is not to be a substitute for individual therapy. If you need assistance, call 911 if you're in the U.S. or any emergency phone number. If you need help, if you feel depressed, anxious, reach out to someone. This podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Hey guys, before we get started on this week's episode, uh, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, tapping in wherever you're following, listening, or watching the podcast. Saludos a todos. Uh, Gracias por todo su apoyo. Uh, Hope everybody, uh, for all the dads out there, hope you had a good Father's Day this past uh, Sunday. Uh, I know I I had a a good time uh, with with the kiddos, spending time with family. Uh, Sunday was also Juneteenth, uh, the uh, ending of slavery, uh, and uh, this definitely uh, needs to be talked about. It needs to be in our uh, schools. Need to talk about it. It needs to be in the textbooks or whatever books or iPads or however the kids are going to be learning uh, moving forward. It needs to be talked about in, in, in our classrooms moving forward. Honestly. Uh, I never heard of Juneteenth until like uh, a few uh, years ago, um, and I'm I'm glad it's finally getting its recognition, long overdue recognition, uh, not only by this country making it a national holiday, but it needs to be continued to uh, to talk about, and we need to know our history, otherwise we are doomed to repeat it. Uh, this weekend is a special weekend for me on a personal level. I'm getting married. This weekend, I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'll probably be nervous the, the day of. Uh, this is my second go around. So all I got to do is, is show up, uh, say I do, and and party it up. So that's what, uh, in God's will, that, that is the plan for for this coming weekend. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, marrying uh, my love who's been with, uh, been with me and hold held me down and through all my crazy ideas such as doing the podcast and you know, my poetry book and my business getting uh, uh, boots on the ground with my business and she's been there supporting me day every step of the way so I uh, can't wait to say I do uh, look looking forward to it uh, this week's episode uh, featuring uh, Zamaria, Zamaria Frank a school social worker in the state of Maryland. I'll talk about what she's seen uh, this past school year. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, school social work. Uh, shout out to all the school social workers, counselors, just anybody who worked in the school. Shout out to you. It's been one hell of a, of a crazy, uh, crazy, crazy year. Um, I don't like to use the word crazy too much, but it's been one hell of a year. Um, in terms of working with the kiddos and getting kids being back in, in schools pretty much full time. And she talks about her, her experience th- this past year. So uh, 
on that note, I'm officially retired from school social work. It's just not for me. Uh, I don't know if it's me or just uh, Delaware, how, how they do things with the Board of Education, but it is not, it's not, it's not for me. So um, I'm done. I only would get back into it if I really, really had to, to uh, put food on the table for, for my kids. But as of right now, I'm announcing my retirement from school social work in Delaware. I'm a, I'm gonna maintain my uh, certification in school social work, but in terms of actually working, I am done. Uh, that that being said, um, uh, hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, stay safe. No, we are still in a, in a pandemic. Uh, COVID is is still is still out there. So uh, be safe. And I hope uh, you enjoy the episode. Uh, there's a little glitch at the very beginning with with the with the sound. Uh, just bear with me, uh, but you know, with the microphone. But tune in, tap in, keep following the podcast, keep supporting, subscribe to the podcast, uh, follow the podcast on on YouTube. Uh, if you listen to uh, Spotify, uh, rate the podcast, and uh, thanks again for your support. Hello, social workers, mental agents. Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Bass Marino. Uh, saludos a todos. Greetings, everybody, wherever you're tuning in, whether it be on YouTube or listening on whatever audio platform you choose to listen to the podcast. Um, you can follow, follow the podcast on Instagram at the Social Work Rants Podcast. That's all one word. Follow the podcast at Social Work Rants. Again, that's all one word. Hit the, the like button. Uh, type in the Social Work Rants podcast on Facebook, aka Meta, and also hit the red subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, just type in the Social Work Rants podcast. Hit the red subscribe button. Tune in, tap in. Uh, thank you, everybody, for supporting uh, the podcast. I really truly appreciate it. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Bass City Entertainment LLC, your home for online holistic self-care featuring poetry and virtual Zumba classes uh, with the upcoming book, Trying Through Pain, How to Maximize Your Full Potential During Hard Times coming uh, this summer. Yeah, I keep having to push the, the book back. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> Self-publishing is no, is no joke. Uh, my guest is this time is a, a social worker in my uh, just find out in my a neighboring state in the beautiful state of Maryland is deceptively big, <laughs> especially, go, especially, yeah. going, especially going up the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. It's like Maryland need to be two states <laughs> going over that bridge. Really, I don't even go over the Chesapeake Bridge. I don't think I've gone. That's going sort of like Salisbury, right? Yeah, Salisbury and then like and like further south, yeah. Or or no, north, depend, depending depending where you're coming from. If you're coming from south, like DC, going going up there. Uh Samira, uh Frank. Uh, Zamaria. Samaria. Zamaria, uh, yep. <laughs> um, my apologies. Samaria Frank. And you know what? You can call me Z since I know people call you Baz, and I'm <laughs> I'm cool with that. All right, cool. So a uh, social worker in Maryland, a school social worker at, at that, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty of her experience in 
working as a school social worker. We we winding down. Finally reached June, the, the end for some of us. Uh, the school year is over. Uh, mm -hmm. Congratulations for for some of us. This school year is this week. Uh, others is next week, and uh, people like in New York still have so like the twenty eighth, twenty sixth, twenty eighth oh, end of the month. <laughs> And I feel sorry for you, for you guys back, back, back home <laughs> in, in New York. This has been one hell of a school year, and I make no, bo no bones about it uh, on the podcast or how hard this school year ha has been uh, you know, for myself on, on a personal level, as well as you know, what I'm seeing in, in the schools and teachers. And just everybody's just beyond burnt out. I think the, some of the kids are burnt out, too. It's like, we don't want to do any work anymore. And, but, uh, nope. Uh, and while we're still in a, in a pandemic and some cities are, are still uh, flip-flopping on mass mandates and, 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 and all this stuff. So, uh, Z, what, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's no, my no. first time getting on any type of podcast and talking really with any other fellow social workers that I don't work with. So this is actually a pretty interesting opportunity so thanks for having me no no of course I'm, I'm glad we, we could we can make this happen um let's get right into it let uh people know who you are and what you do in our wonderful yet interesting field of social work okay so like I said I'm Zamir Frank and I am a licensed master social worker here in the state of Maryland and soon to be Arkansas because I will be moving very shortly I am a school social worker for um, St. Mary's County School District, which is here in Southern Maryland. I serve two elementary schools in the south part of the county. And this is my first year as a social worker. This is my first year as a school social worker. So very green, very new, and just learning as I go. And it's been pretty interesting so far. Wow. Being, starting in the field, be, been thrown right, right into uh, doing school social work. <laughs> while we still in a pandemic and you know what I yeah and you know what I'm so thankful because I love working with children even before I entered the social work field I knew I always wanted to work with children especially the littles and it was really interesting applying for the school social work job and dealing with that imposter syndrome because mm -hmm. I was so new to the field I had no experience and my supervisor she actually told me after the fact after she hired me that I was the first social worker that she hired right out of grad school, newly licensed. She says she rarely does that. But I think the reason why she felt comfortable with hiring me is because my passion in the interview definitely showed through because that's all I had other, obviously I had my license and my degree, but you know, sometimes they have to find people that are perfect fit. So, and yeah, like I said, this is honestly my dream job. If I can stay in school social work and just progress through my career, I'll 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 be good. <laughs> no, that that that's so, yeah. that's great that you uh, got this opportunity that you know the supervisor saw something in you to give you this opportunity. Uh, how how has it been for you? Like what 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 are you seeing in uh? The St. Mark's School District in, in, in Maryland like regarding the kids. St. Mary's. Like, and you don't St. have Mary's. to say the school district. Uh, okay. <laughs> St. Mary's, yeah. Um, so 
with with our program, me and a couple of other elementary school social workers were the actual were like the the test the test group. So I'm actually so with me and my other coworkers, we didn't have a school social work program servicing elementary schools. So, you know, my supervisor really had to work with us one on one to make sure that we're um, advertising, I guess you would say, our services to the schools, making sure we're building those relationships. But what I'm seeing with the kids is, um, and I'm, I don't know with your position versus other school social workers, my position is focused on counseling. That's basically the main duty of my job. And I know some people, they do different things like truancy court and all these other things that mean that do impact students, but they're not working with students always one-on-one. But what I'm seeing with the kids, especially in elementary school, is they're really struggling with regulating their emotions, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what type of things they're going through. Um, most of my kids that have been referred to me are third graders, and I don't know if you've seen that correlation, but yeah, most of most of my kids that were referred to me are third graders. And what I really appreciate about being a school social worker, especially working with the younger kids, there is a huge need for younger children to have counseling services. And I feel like even in my community and probably other communities, I feel like that need isn't really met. And that's why it's really important for us to have more social workers in the schools, especially the younger, um, the younger grade levels. So that's, that's been the main thing that I've been seeing is struggling with emotional regulation and conflict management. A lot, a handful of my kids are really struggling with navigating those social situations. And I know with COVID that really impacted um, emotional regulation and social regulation for the kids. Like I've heard staff say multiple times that academically most of the kids are behind but especially um socially and behaviorally like they're multiple years behind at least that's what staff are saying but I could see why they're making that correlation so but me providing counseling to these kids like I said I have very little experience it was really interesting navigating you know, trying to navigate, you know, not doing too much with worksheets or, you know, not really letting the kids hyper-focus on the toys and play, but really trying to reach them. And like I said, I know you're a school social worker too, so you probably understand exactly what I'm saying, but, and it's been really interesting with me building relationships with, um, with the students. And I think I did pretty well with that. So it's been it's been interesting for real (laughs) so so what grades you mentioned third grade what 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 are the grades at the at the elementary school oh um from pre-k to fifth grade and i've seen i've serviced students in all the grades like i do have a couple pre-k kindergartner kids on my caseload so all all the grades but like i say i've definitely had more referrals from third graders for some reason, and it, and I know I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure there's there's something there with um, that that age group, and you know, like I said, having issues with emotional regulation and things like that. So it's very, 
telling, I believe. No, yeah, I definitely seen a, a lot of emotional dysregulation. Um, mm -hmm. No, I definitely seen it more with, with the kindergartners, the first graders, yeah, uh, the fourth graders. No, I, I work with two sets of fourth graders in, in different schools and just trying to have conversations because in my in the school district I work at, uh, fourth it goes up to fourth grade. So, you know, fifth oh, grade okay. starts middle school. So I'm like, you guys ready for oh. middle school? And it's like, they quickly change the subject. No. It was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like we're not having this conversation, Mr. Baz. Like, no, like, no, it's, and it is just fascinating. It's like, just have, like, have a conversation. Like, like, how do you feel? Like, I want to know, like, what are you guys feeling about? Are we excited and nervous? So, so the kids um, been like kind of together, like the same class for a couple of years and went through the whole kind of COVID experience together. And now it was like, I'm not going, am I going to see you? You're going to the same middle school? Like pretty much most of them are going to the same middle school. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, just not going to see each other for the summer. That's so humble. You see each other in September, but it's like, <laughs> they, they don't want to hear that. It's like, no, like, like, we're not, we're not ready. Like we don't want to talk about it. It's not. You talk about something having Mr. Baz, do do the skirt, the skirty, do the gritty, like <laughs> do something else, but we're not <laughs> we not we not we're not doing like having this conversation, which is interesting. Yeah, you gotta meet you gotta meet them where they are too, but it's like it's exactly. gradu it's graduation, like you should be proud of yourself. You went through the whole pandemic, they all mm -hmm. on learning. Mm -hmm. And you hear you yeah. made you made it. You should be very proud of yourself. And good kids, they just can't process that. They don't like mm -hmm. it's not it's not in them. They, I I don't know uh, what it is exactly. And you mentioned like COVID. I think played a huge part. Like I don't think we're not going to mm -hmm. see the the real ramifications of how COVID really affected. So yeah, years down the line when we see some some you know research you know ab about that, but it's definitely mm -hmm. uh, to see it. And I didn't even think about the research that is going to come about, but it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, having termination sessions with kids, and that is something that I brought up. Are you excited about going to the next grade? And a lot of them are nervous and I asked him I was like is this kind of like that normal nervous like when something new is coming up like a new experience or is it like you're freaking out and most of them it's just a little bit of um of nervousness but yeah they they don't want to talk about going on to second grade or the the other grades and I think it's interesting that you said meet them where there are and I think we should listen to them if they're like I don't feel ready you know, like you said, just to really see where their head is at, because I think just like adults, a lot of times we're really hard on ourselves. Like, you know, I'll ask kids, you know, what's something that you're proud of? What's something that you've done? And I don't know what it is with kids. And like I said, with all ages, it's been really hard, at least with my kids, for them to really find within themselves what they're proud of. And, you know, sometimes we're in sessions, we don't want to like feed them the answer but sometimes mm. you have to like you know like I had a fifth grader and I was like what are you proud of and you know before I asked that question we we're talking about getting ready for middle school and I was like there's something that I think that you should be proud of but I want to see if you mention it and yeah that's that's something that I've seen with almost a lot of my kids they're not really looking within themselves to see what greatness that they've achieved like you said I haven't really 
mention a lot, you know, to my kids about like how COVID impacted them, but I'm pretty sure that they know. But you mentioned pre-K and kindergartners, they're getting their socialization this school year and, you know, they should have been getting socialization you know, and the previous school years are getting right. more socialization at home and parents, you know, providing a social opportunity. So, yeah, I think that, you know, that kind of lag of, you know, behavioral, emotional, social regulation, I would hope that they would catch up, but I think it's going to be hard because as mental health professionals, we're still learning how to navigate you know, providing services in person, and especially with kids. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting time to, to navigate providing counseling services, not only to kids, but also in a school setting. Yeah, the, um, it's, I, I don't know, and, and it's kind of like, I'm, for, for me, it is, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> Another another year because because it's so much that you talk about school social work yeah oh um but it is 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 just so much that needs to you know the change and there's so much Mm -hmm. training that needs to be involved like you touched on like there's so much more social emotional that needs to take place like in the school system and, and having like teachers and other administrators buy into that and school districts to, to buy into that Absolutely. and then, and I know this year you know especially the the OGs the teachers have been there like you know 20 20 plus years and it's like well I gotta be the therapist too and it is or or teachers like see a kid misbehave and and they Wearing just don't want, don't want, hats. don't want, don't want, they don't want to be bothered. And it's like, well, you know, the kid has every right to education as everybody else. Just find mm-hmm. something like to give them so you can still try to teach or, or like figure something out. Or there'll be a teacher and a teacher assistant in the classroom and you're still calling for assistance. But like, well, you, you got, you, there's two teachers there. Like, neither one of you can figure out something. Like, so I don't know. It, yeah. it, it, it was just a, a, a lot. A lot this year, and I know I'm not, I'm not trying to bash like the teachers. Like it's just like a lot going on. A lot commence like more training throughout the year. Like like really, mm-hmm. you know the staff development like really go in hard and really provide some sort of education on you know social emotional well being or or even just for for the teachers and staff. Like how are you doing? I know you guys are stressed out. Well, let's do something. Uh, for you guys, you know, emotional well-being for teachers and staff, and that that really, you know, th- didn't uh, didn't happen too too much this year. And you know, well, everybody's on empty, like it's just like literally like, mm-hmm. trying to make it to 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 the finish line. <laughs> and, and it's uh, have y'all been counting down the days? Like I'll pass by staff in the hallway. I'll be like. Ten Man, more days, five more days. Every day, I've been, I've been counting down for like the past month. <laughs> but that's just me, believe. though. <laughs> that that's yeah. just me. Like I've been counting, like I've been counting down. So like we had like spring break back in April, and then I was counting down from then. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Definitely. And something I want to kind of like touch on is 
like I said, I'm very new, you know, my, I'm growing my competency and I'll imagine probably even with you having those cases with kids that are having like the really deep, you know, emotional issues that, and I, like I said, I don't know with you with, you know, providing counseling. I know with my school district, we have like a 12 week counseling program and, you know, we can extend it for a little bit, but if mm-hmm. for some reason that student continues to need services, you know, refer them, but I've seen some, some kids come in my office that are, and, you know, we don't want to, well, at least with my license, I can't necessarily diagnose mm-hmm. kids, but, you know, you start to see, like, if a student has, like, symptoms of disruptive mood regulation disorder or oppositional defiant disorder or, you know, those type of things, and, you know, you try to refer them out to receive services, you bring this up to the parent. And, you know, something that I've seen is sometimes parents don't have buy-in either. And then we start to wonder how, what is this gonna look like for the student as they get older and we see those issues are, we would hope would get better, but there's Mm -hmm. evidence showing that it's not. And yeah, I've, I've seen some kids that are really going through it. And one particular, kid and um because I'm sure you've probably seen like kids that come in your office they're not responding to counseling services at all and I've definitely had my handful (laughs) and even and there's even kids who like one particular kid on my case who is receiving psychiatric services receiving outpatient trauma therapy with an LCSW and me and I've made so many attempts to reach out to this particular provider with permission from the parent to discuss what I'm seeing. I'm like, you know, my services aren't very specific, but the student is a respondent and to kind of connect with that provider. Like, is there anything you're working in counseling? Is it something, is this um, the student responding to your services and maybe not mine? Cricket, multiple voicemails, obviously keeping confidentiality in the back of my mind. And I'm just like, so what's going to happen with, with, like I said, these kids that aren't responding to services and, you know, I, sometimes we want to do like, what if, but yeah, some of those kids, I really, you know, wonder how, you know, life is going to continue to go on for them, you know, whether receiving services or not. Right. Uh, Yeah. Especially in the school system too, because Mm -hmm. we know, Sometimes they're quick to put an IEP or mm. with us, they call 504. Like I said, I don't know what difference yeah, 504, yeah. as I'm learning. Um, even students receiving services for that and not really responding to in-school interventions. And it's just like, what else is there to do? Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been doing this, this school counseling um, aspect as well. I was in another school district and I, I had to do like home visits and I had to do the uh, okay yeah the um, the truancy court uh, stuff uh, mm-hmm. I, I had to do that too but I didn't have to do that this year just focus on on the count- counseling aspect and, I, and kids sometimes just don't want to talk it's like, or they give the shrug like why what oh do I, can't, I can't I stand can't. the shrug i can't we'll we'll sit we'll, we'll sit in silence like the whole time like, like you don't want to say anything all right like 
I'll be on my, my computer like typing up a note. For, like, <laughs> exactly. You're not wasting my time, before man. They even leave, before they even leave. And yeah, and it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, when it comes to counseling, like, yeah, parents can give us permission, but if the student doesn't respond, we can't force them. And I've had one particular kid this year going through services, you know, doing like the I don't know or I don't know. I'm just like, what do you mean you don't know? Like asking them questions about themselves, like what are things you like asking questions about self-esteem and coping and stuff. And it got to the point, even as I'm going through the, you know, the 12 week program and I ask, you know, this particular student, do you want to, do you want to continue doing this? And the student was like, I'm being forced to come here and talk to you. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, no, you are not. And I make this very clear with each of my kids. You know, we're going to come and talk about feelings or things going on with you. Do you, do you is this something that you want to do? And most of my kids have said yes, but there have been some kids that have stonewalled me. And even kids who continue to come to services, to come into counseling, and, you know, not working on goals, you know, right. not trying to lessen the the conflict and, you know, right? And there's termination and students not responding. And, yeah, I've been stonewalled a couple of times this year. And it took to a point where I didn't have to say, oh, it's a reflection on myself. It's just, like you said, they don't want to respond to services and they don't, and they don't have to. So, that's interesting too but it's funny with those kids who don't respond to services and especially like after you terminate them they're not on your caseload you continue to hear things that are going on with that particular kid like continuing to have issues with attendance get in trouble like in fights or being disciplined and it's just you know it's kind of hard to say oh it's not my kid anymore and obviously we don't have that type of attitude but it's just like they're just going to continue to get stuff for the long. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it, a heavy job for real. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't is. change it in. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. And that's how passionate that I am about the work that, that I do. And it's just those kids who you see that they really value the relationship they have with you and they actually really you know, kind of listen to what you have to say that it really makes it worth it. And in, in my opinion, no, I, I absolutely. Like, I mean, I got kids that literally come from recess and having a good time. And as soon as they see me coming to come get them for a session, it's like their face <laughs> expression quickly changes. Like, <laughs> so I, Did they do like, like, hey, hey, it's hey, like, you know, yeah, the other the other kids, like the other that. the other kids is like you gonna you gonna get me, Mr. Baz, you gonna get me, you gonna get they 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 fighting. It's they like... say the same thing to me. They <laughs> literally say the same thing to me, and I kind of have to be like like they, the kids after a while they know who we are and they know it's yeah. what we do. And it's just like, well, do you do you need to talk about some things that are going on with you, or do you need to talk to a counselor? But they'll really like you know, putting the, the student's business out there. But right. yeah, I know. And if sometimes they get too excited seeing us in the hallway, like pointing, you're going to get me. And some mm. of the teachers like roll their eyes. I'm just like, when you see me in the hallway, just chill. You're in <laughs> line you're with your classmates. You know, when I come and I tap you on your shoulder, I ask your teacher, can I take you? Then we're good. But don't get too 
excited. I know, and a lot of my kids would would do that, and I'm just like, they they don't get it. Oh, they're yeah. just like, oh, you they're they're letting people know like they talk to me like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and obviously the kids, the, the the rest of the classmates, you know, they don't really care. They're not thinking anything um, uh, I'll, I'll have anything much of it <laughs> i'll have the classmates be like me me come take me and, and the kid that i'm going to get is like i don't want to go <laughs> so like we don't gotta go I'll, I'll just write like you refuse like that's it like you're not stressing yeah, me out <laughs> i'm definitely i'm definitely had to put that on um put that on um, and then then one on time I, of, one know, time i actually uh, grabbed somebody like you always say something. Let me grab you. You want to talk? Let's talk. And just, just use me to, to play basketball for five minutes in the gym. Like, exactly. To get out of class. <laughs> and I feel like there was a couple um, in the beginning, like I said, students that weren't responding to services. I think I have one student in particular, a fifth grader. And, you know, after going through the 12 weeks and they're not responding, you like me pulling you out of class, huh? <laughs> Obviously, I didn't tell him that, but um, so yeah. But I think us just providing but some, but sometimes that they, space. Sometimes they, sometimes you, if you know a kid after a while, you have to like keep it real with them. Like you just like using this to get out of class. Like you just you don't want to talk. You <laughs> just want to get out of class. Mm -hmm. Like, but you, and I always try to be like cognizant of. Uh, making sure if, like they're not missing like important like vital exactly, yeah. they do it like on their lunch period even though they want to talk mm -hmm. they want to talk to their friends or like in like a related or like an art class or like music or for some reason like especially my younger mm -hmm. ones like don't like art like the specials we call them yeah specials yeah we I call them we call them specials yeah. too yeah uh, okay. music and like i'm like you don't mm -hmm. like music like you don't like <laughs> like art like and <laughs> Yeah. I had a couple of kids who didn't like gym. I'm like, gym is like the best part of the day besides lunch. Yeah. Like, you're not like gym and say, so take them in those classes or like, mm -hmm. I, I know you ride ride a bus and that bus is late every day. Okay, I, I'm taking you during dismissal time. You hang out with me until your bus come and we'll talk mm -hmm. and just trying to figure things out because every day is a different day and if I look at they that, they do one. like the yes. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you want to get out of that class? it anyways it's boring i'm just like <laughs> okay okay that's fine <laughs> so yeah no their lights their eyes just glow when we come and pull them from class for some reason no we're about to go and talk about feelings and what's been going on with them but they right they love it apparently right. at least most of my kids do <laughs> I, got a, I got a kid who will literally get get out of the, out of the seat to come run give me a hug and like I was like, teacher's about to start class. Like, I just came in to say hi, good morning, make sure you. I had a kid tell me yesterday, especially with it, no, telling them it's going to be a termination session. Oh, I love you, Miss Frank. And I'm just like, I love you too. And just like, go, go. And <laughs> you know, with boundaries, like, I've yeah. had a couple of kids that have struggled with, with boundaries, even though you set them, but you don't want to like be too, um, I don't know, firm. But yeah, I have had some kids, like you said, they're like, just run up and hug. Like if they, you know, do it in a proper, in a good time, then yeah, I'll give them a hug. Mm. But some of them that kind of like take it too far, like saying, oh, I love you, Miss Frank. I'm just like, 
Yeah. I, therapeutic relationship. <laughs> yeah, I had a first grader <laughs> tell me tell me like I love you, Mr. Bass. So I was like, I, I don't like like if we not we not family, like I, I take those three words, I love you. Like I take it to heart. So we not mm-hmm. we not cool like that or we not like <laughs> like, like that so like i'm like i didn't say it back i just gave him like a big a big hug like oh <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like you made you made you made my week <laughs> saying that so mm-hmm. but i'm not and saying it a, back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i've had a couple of kids since i told them that i'm engaged and i'm moving they're like basically saying i don't like that i don't, I don't like your fiance why can't he get a job here and you stay here i don't want you to leave i'm just like listen that's not how life works well with with our particular situation but yeah some of my kids they were not having it and like one kid got like really upset like you just got here you just started working here one two three four five (laughs) six months and you're already leaving I'm just like life happens and one thing with that my supervisor because before my fiance moved we were in a long distance relationship for over three years and we've been together for seven and I made I mentioned this with my supervisor and she says she wasn't surprised that I was leaving so soon she's like I had a feeling I'm just like and you hired me too thank you thank you for taking (laughs) so many chances on me but yeah it was weird leaving leaving so soon but and actually I'm I just applied well I interviewed and applied for two other um social work school social work jobs in some areas that i'm moving to and that's been interesting too and then i know i mentioned like trying to get licensed in another state and that's 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 been a little bit of a headache i'm not gonna lie but (laughs) well what's that process like so so with me it was um basically all the almost all the paperwork you had to have just to get your license. So testing scores, trans, um, college transcripts, um, trying to think what else. There was verification of licensure. And with Arkansas, it was interesting. They wanted me to fill out like an actual paper form. And when I mentioned this to Maryland, they're like, we don't do paper forms. All they basically have to do is just look at our directory and it's confirmed it's straight from the, the board's website. And I reached out to Arkansas's board with this information. I'm like, so how is this going to interfere with the process going forward? Crickets. So, and the board actually meets next week. And I've been starting this process for about, about a couple of months. So trying to think what other paperwork but yeah the main stuff that we have to submit to to get our license basically submitted that same paperwork to um to the board going that i'm going to this this is why we need a a national license because these states are slow like like that like i'm in delaware delaware i should like Mm -hmm. like the paperwork like it took some time but like just in general, like the state runs runs slow in, in terms of do, in terms of stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I actually I actually saw an article today somewhere like like the ball is rolling for a national license. It is just, is just mm-hmm. going to take time to 
to do it but stuff like this like life happens like your fiance mm-hmm. got travel and you gotta move and your license and you need your stuff transferred and- i needed to do the those the jobs that i'm applying for especially since you know their schools they want to find someone and um during the summer so when it gets close to the school year they um they'll they'll have someone in mind and it was it was interesting you mentioned that sometimes boards are slow and I know that it really all depends on the state that you're in because Mm -hmm. after I passed my licensure test here in Maryland it was very quick that I was awarded my license but again before I even took my test they already had all the necessary paperwork it was just getting my scores Mm -hmm. but but yeah, I definitely could see why, especially with transferring or verifying your license to be licensed in another state, then yeah, that I think that definitely takes some more, some more, um, some more time because mm-hmm. we're, we're out there, we're, we're waiting on men. <laughs> we can have everything we want and yeah. provide everything that we need, but it takes a month, two months, three months. And I've seen, especially with, um, I believe people getting licensed during the pandemic, it was, I'll imagine, very, um, very long process to get licensed. Right, because everybody, everybody was working from, from home. So it, it was, you know, state licenses, offices were closed. So it's like, it's going to be a process, but now everything's open up. Like, hopefully people get what, what, what they need and the process get gets better and, and definitely a, a whole national license definitely you know, needs to happen in, in soon because we can make some yeah. so much money and like we don't even need like the like if, if you want to work at a school or you could come home and do zoom or whatever like on the mm-hmm. side do some tutoring and then the kid would be be in a whole other state and, and still be killing it and make this money <laughs> Yeah, and it was funny that you mentioned, you know, doing like um, national licensing and actually I've been in therapy, you know, we, we suggest clients, you know, go talk to someone. And as I was, you know, having almost my last session with my therapist, and I was like, you know, we're going to have to terminate soon. She was like, why? I was like, because you're not licensed in the state that I'm going to. <laughs> and she was like, you know what, you're right. And I'm just like, doesn't that, doesn't that suck? <laughs> because you know they want you know we want that continuation of care but you know mm-hmm. for people like me and other people they go to other states you know you kind of have to start over again almost with someone new if you want right. to continue to get those services and I think that is um that that is something interesting to think about you know we're not um I don't think I would say as versatile, like you said, as we could be, you know, just if we can be licensed in multiple states, you know, or nationally, it would just open the door, I I would believe, especially with those states where, you know, there's not many social workers there that there really is a need, you know, we can try to offer services to those areas or the states that, you know, need those types of services, you know, more. Well, now get, getting back to 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 you working in the school um mm-hmm. i know for myself working with kids and 
behaviors and it's like i know when i was a kid like somebody did something they you tear up somebody's office like throw everything down and tore up to the floor up uh (laughs) you're not coming to school the next day not (laughs) seen this year i know exactly what you're talking about and then i've had a couple instances (laughs) that a kid come the next day like nothing happened and i'm like really (laughs) Uh have you seen have you seen any of that stuff this year yeah, so I know, at least, especially with the younger kids in the elementary schools, like, you know, suspending them and stuff like that, that's really not heard of. So it's kind of like, let's say the kid had a really rough day behaviorally, and, you know, the parent comes to pick them up, and, you know, they ask, oh, is my child suspended? Um, and it's like, no, but, you know, it's kind of like the unspoken, like, if they really had, like, a really rough day then you know kind of give them that that break but as far as like I haven't had any kids really come in actually you were mentioning like has anybody came in like destroyed your office is that what you were talking about or or not not necessarily my office but just like anybody's office or just like somebody who did something that you would think mm-hmm. would warrant a, a suspension, even if it's like an in-school suspension yeah. or something more mm-hmm. severe. I don't know what be more severe than a school yeah. suspension, but warrant something like that. And just literally there was no consequence. Yeah, no, definitely. There's been a couple of kids that, you know, while they're on my caseload or even before there have been like, again, those issues with emotional regulation like you know destroying class property you know running in the hallways just walking out and leaving class um mm-hmm. anybody like leave said, the school building i think well let me think i think there's <laughs> been a couple of times where i was outside trying to pull a kid and they're right yeah not not eating. I'm pretty sure I, my memory's not always that good, but there's been some very interesting, like, you know, rounding, rounding up a kid or two. (laughs) And there's been some times where some kids have said, like, some not so nice things. Like, I had one kid, (laughs) I came to school, had my makeup done, you know, lashes and all that. And this one kid had the nerve to say, you look like a clown. And he said it more than once. And in my head, I'm just like, if only you knew. <laughs> Out here in these streets, ain't no man saying I look like a <laughs> But you know, those boys are like, oh, you're like, you know, like they pull the girl's hair and all that other stuff. But yeah, no, some kids they've said like, you know, call us like those mean names, may not call us out our name. Mm-hmm. They say some things that aren't so nice. And I've had a couple yes. boys actually do that or say that. Um mm-hmm again having those issues with like disruptive mood or opposition defiant I've seen that happen with some of those boys that struggle with that you know not respecting authority and all that but yeah I haven't I haven't gotten beaten up by a kid oh lucky you not (laughs) knock on knock on wood somewhere but I had one of my school's assistant principal I think something happened with her wrist and it was because of the student and I think I did have an interaction with one of my kids that 
I was trying to help calm down, but you know, it was a matter of safety and mm-hmm. you know, kind of fight me off, not like right. hit me to the point where they're harming me. But I'm just like, <laughs> it's it's hard for them, especially in the moment. You know, there's adults out here that don't know how to regulate their emotions. So no, of course. And we and we sometimes we want to expect more out of the kids, but sometimes there's some of them that that type of stuff is just it's not coming naturally to um their nervous system went with them so no no yeah it's really sad like i for me i noticed like the kindergartners were really like Mm -hmm. i mentioned on mentioned on the podcast before like these kindergartners and they came in and it's like flipping chairs flipping tables punching yes kicking spinning pre-k kindergarten first grade definitely i have a couple like boys yes boys again you know making inappropriate comments or gestures you know hurting other students hurting staff and those are those kids where it's like they're they're going to need some something more than what folks like me and you can provide in the school you know um yeah it's and and it and it poses you no know, situation, but you no, know, with you like you got to protect yourself. Like you're like mm-hmm. not not only just like license wise, but you literally physically gotta like protect yourself and like chasing kids down. And it's like mm-hmm. it's just it's just a lot, which is why I see more and more like stuff online about you no know, you no know, teachers like early retirement. I saw something in North Carolina mm-hmm. about like 7,000 teachers are like quitting the profession and and like in North Carolina year, alone yeah wow by the end of this year and th- and that and, and that and that's honest, not including, I don't blame them and that's really not including the, that's not including teachers who are retiring these are just like wow yeah so it's yeah it's like this year I don't blame them. no I I, I don't I don't either. No, uh, and and I, it's sad. You know, we need them. We need teachers in the classrooms. No, of course, the kids need them, and they're not valued. You know, I know we can say social workers aren't valued, but there's a lot of us that are in that helping profession, including teachers and mm-hmm. nurses and paras and mm-hmm. all these other professions that work with the kids, not only just in the schools, when that that they're not being valued. Yes. It's, by admin, it, by parents, by students, just all around. Yeah, I mean it's funny because when the pandemic first started and everybody was forced to go to virtual, it was like uh, parents like myself had to be like <laughs> the kids' teachers, and like <laughs> and, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, let's envy the teachers!" And literally, in a matter of two years, we back to like shitting on the teachers again, and it's like it's. It's not it's not fair to them mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and they're, no. they're not they're not getting support from their like administrators so it's like who can they get support support from so it's like you know I, I envy like every single teacher and being in the school building day in and day out and really see like you know, I've seen the teachers faces like we're done <laughs> I'm like I'm done like I'm counting down mm-hmm. like kind of in the school year like that that's it is was a wrap and it's you know i, I give them all, mm-hmm. all all the credit and you know they took 
taking away like prep time, like stuff that they could be doing or they're used to doing if you, you know a seasoned teacher and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's just a, a lot that that's going on and you know, trying to become like therapists is like I need assistance and it's like mm-hmm. myself trying to like like I'm new to the school system myself like I'm like I'm expected to try to give teachers resources about emotional regulation yeah. and it's like I, I'm learning trying to learn the skills myself like I'm not gonna I don't have anything like mm-hmm. I, I could go we go yeah. outside and have them play for a little bit or or go play some basketball and in the gym if not a class in there try to burn some of this energy out but like uh, like I ain't got like 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 Kanye say Sway don't got the answers like I don't got I don't got the answers like (laughs) like (laughs) yeah and I feel like a lot of us don't I feel like we're just taking it day by day and something that I've heard with some of the teachers they're going back some of the teachers I met they're going back and getting their master's and I think like higher education I don't know if you heard talk with some of the teachers and when they're getting like those no it's educational leadership and I don't know when they get those type of master's degrees what they're trying to do but they're like I'm trying to make more money I'm just like I don't blame you Mm. and it's crazy like sometimes we have to continue to go back to school to get that higher pay when we have the experience Mm. and the education already so and then they're going to school and getting their master's but then they're trying to you know, manage their time in the classroom, but it's just right. like I either stay with this lower paying salary or go to school for a couple of years and maybe get a higher paying salary. Like, you know, that that makes some some tough choices. But no, no, absolutely. It's like I, I don't get paid enough to <laughs> be hit or like no. be spat at or being cursed out or yeah. anything like that. So and see and I don't know about going to like high school I mean if I have to I mean there are still kids too but I know once they get older you know they they start to come at you a little different especially when something's going on that they that they don't really like it because they're like getting spat on like I know elementary kids can like spit and hurt adults but I feel like some of those older kids like they they're a little bit you know they want to jump right <laughs> And they want and they want to try it. So, yeah, definitely. So, um, so Arkansas, like what, like, you know, I know you said your fiance is out there, like your, mm-hmm. you know, what, Maryland to Arkansas is a, <laughs> it's a big, it's a big jump. I don't know anything about Arkansas other than like President Clinton was from. The, <laughs> From there, he was governor back in the nineties. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know much about the area either. And actually, um, where we'll be moving to, we're still kind of a little bit close to some of our family. But I, I applied for yeah. one of the school district is Pine Bluff, and I'm not sure if you're aware of Pine Bluff as a community. You know, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of violence mm. and, you know, in poverty, most of the population is, is African-American, which we know that a lot of times with those communities that there's higher violence and crime and stuff, right. higher poverty, you know, there, there's that correlation. In, um, yeah, of course, it's like and, systemic ra- like racism and yeah. 
and mm-hmm. just you just see it like every day like like, like even before the- i get there i'm already seeing it and something that me and my fiance have had to talk more about is because of the area that we're going to we're not familiar and protecting ourselves mm-hmm. and i'm not used to that and that's something i never mm-hmm. really considered but you know like you said like how are you going to protect yourself you know if nobody's around or um so so that's something interesting because being here or in my hometown in Texas I didn't have to worry about having a weapon to protect me or to feel safe but having those type of conversations and looking into what that would look like and then so but um but yeah like you said there's a lot of systemic racism in communities like um like Pine Bluff and it's so apparent but it's just crazy that there's people around us that can just act like that doesn't exist in these certain communities because it doesn't impact them or they don't work in a um in the profession where they may be um you know um have interactions with those type of communities and um and I feel like with those type of conversations I feel like it's more like people of color, like we're more open to have those conversations, but I feel like for those that aren't, I don't feel like, you know, you can really sit there and have a conversation about things like systemic racism and and poverty that impact other communities, you know, um, like I had a conversation about my dentist about that, but you know, my dentist was, you know, black man and, you know, there's just, you know, having those conversations, as they say, like in mixed company, mm-hmm. but I feel like it shouldn't be that way. Right. I feel like those conversations we should be able to have together, right. but right. having to be like politically correct, um, right. politically yeah. correct. And something that just came in the back of my mind and tell me if you've had this experience, I applied for a school district in Arkansas and they're reaching out to my references, asking if there's anything in my history on a personal level or a professional level that can make their district look bad, like asking about, you know, things that maybe I've posted on social media, any activism that I've done, anything, like basically trying to see if I have any dirt in my past. And it's just like, that's what a background check is for. That's what a social media check mm-hmm. is for, which I think that that's going a little bit too far but my mm-hmm. references is like basically saying it was making them feel uncomfortable like you're asking mm-hmm. things about this person I don't know right. like she's professional like trying to bring it back to like you know my ability to do my job but they're still like they told me in the interview they're going to do a deep background check and I'm just like is that going to include you hammering down on my references <laughs> like I work in a school district now if I'm qualified enough and competent enough to work in my school district I'm in now and there wasn't anything in my history that didn't raise any alarms like and and I was wondering why the school district kept saying oh we're going to do a deep background check and I looked to see that there's some things that happened with like 
their admin, their higher administration where, you know, some things were going on with, with staff that should have been um, addressed like in a disciplinary action and apparently it wasn't. So I guess they're trying to make sure that they keep their nose clean, but. No, that's, mm. that's, that's BS <laughs> that they're doing all that. Like it's, it's <laughs> and it's just like, and you know, and with that, I don't get really personable or political given. And I was talking to one of my principals, like we have that first amendment, um, that, that, that amendment, right. But it's like, you know, early on, like my parents were like, be careful with what you post on social media and things like that, because it could come and bite you, you know, in the future. And I'm glad I listened to that because, you know, <laughs> But um, but yeah, that was that just made me feel really awkward. And it's just like, is that going to be a district that maybe I would want to service? Uh, I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Like, they they feel like they have to. I feel like overcompensate just to save skin. But I yeah, and that and that's like the the BS that we that it, it doesn't get talked talked about. Like you're just applying for a job, and if if you you're already working in a school district, like what what difference <laughs> does it make you working? You applying it's not for another come up school. With the, in my FBI background check, or like I said, <laughs> with my social media, it's it's private. But you we've seen stories in the media of folks that do work for school districts that you know social media posts and such are getting them fired mm. now given people are sharing things that you know kind of are outlandish yeah but <laughs> I don't have anything like that in my <laughs> history but try not to take it personal <laughs> y'all not gonna find no dirt on me <laughs> So, but, um, but yeah, no, that is, it's an interesting time we're in social media, you know, but even if your page is private, there's people, it's kind of all out there for everyone to see. It's right. almost like we don't really have as much privacy as we think we do, even if we have our accounts to private. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting interesting time that that we live you know in general with you know just social media and, and uh, political aspects and, and just uh, everything pandemic and uh, which people seem like to forget that we 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 still in and, and it's it's just a lot we just all tired and you know, uh, you know racism going on and you know stuff stuff with you know, unarmed uh, black men and women being being killed like on a daily mm -hmm. basis and mm -hmm. it's just like there's a laundry list of you got war ukraine and that's like affecting yeah, like, it's a lot it's a lot going on yeah <laughs> affecting stuff and uh potential uh you know invasion of uh china but on uh taiwan that might be happening soon, so um, people don't seem to talk oh, about wow. that. So there's just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Inflation. Yeah, I don't know about you. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to like all like the news, like we we hear that stuff, 
eventually, but I'm, I don't know about you. I'm not glued to the news. I'm going to find out, find out about it somewhere or another because I'll be one of those people that, you know, that type of stuff going on in the world, it can, it can hit heavy. It can keep you up at night. I know there was points in time where, you know, things were getting really rough, not only here in the U.S., but other parts of the world. It, mm. Especially with social workers, you know, we're supposed to be change agents and we're in a profession where we're not really being supported to do be change agent there is the social worker that i saw that um that definitely speaks out a lot about the social work profession and organizations that are you know supposed to you know represent us and it's just interesting you know it's not a perfect profession like just like with other systems there's it's not always gonna, um, I want to say this, like, it's not always going to benefit everybody. And, you know, there's changes, all these systems, um, there's always room for change. But yeah, no, there's been some fellow social workers that definitely have spoken out about just this, their profession, you know, just like the whole profession of their own. <laughs> I'm like, interesting perspective. I see what you're saying, but interesting perspective. <laughs> but, um, so, so we got yeah. a we got a social worker, uh, and a senator in Arizona, Miss uh, Kristen Sinema, always vote, voting a lot of the times uh, against basically the values of social work in, in, in voting history. So it's like, you know, it's we we unfortunately we got, they, we got those people in the there. They get voted in there. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, an interesting time that yeah. that that we uh, we we live in like i know I, I just watch like the weather and uh maybe outside of the news and then that's it usually i get i get my news on on, on twitter or on, on on instagram and i'll watch yeah i not to watch the news anymore just the weather and <laughs> boom that's mm-hmm. it because it could be draining <laughs> no it, it, it could be draining definitely mm-hmm. yeah yep where, where so people... how is terminating your kids going wait go ahead go ahead <laughs> no, no 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 we can talk we can talk about ter- about termination um mm-hmm. letting kids know and the kids was like okay like <laughs> so, like mm-hmm. i think i don't think it's gonna hit them until maybe like like next week like, just like hey no it's our last week uh with the kid no uh seeing mm-hmm. you seeing you like, like that's it like i'm gonna be closing the case i was like all right so like do you learn anything from treatment like some they tell me what there's they learn questions those lasting impressions yeah there's been other kids, kids. <laughs> other kids was like learn this that's it like they just they come to come and, and and just to get out of class and and, mm-hmm. and that's it they a majority of the times they like willing to come with me and Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk we'll play like we'll, we'll, at times are like we're just gonna shoot some hoops and i'll figure out how to do the note later mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'll make it clinical <laughs> and that's it like i i don't i don't got it today <laughs> just go shoot some basketball yeah. yeah like you were saying like oh what did you learn and you know some of them i feel like those are those are some kind of like heavy questions to ask especially like those little like, I feel like they know kind of like what they learned, but just kind of like vocalizing it. Like I've had them say like, you know, how to calm, like help calm myself down when I get upset or, 
you know, I'll ask them, you know, what is something that they learned from our time together? And some of my kids would, you know, I had one kid today that said nothing. I'm just like, yeah, you you, you didn't because in my head, because you, you weren't responding. And um, what what's funny is like, you know, there would be the question like, what did you like most about coming in for sessions? And a lot of my kids would say, play with the therapy putty. Just like some of them will say, I just like talking to you, Miss Frank, and all that. But it's something about that, those those little toys and stuff in mm-hmm. in um in the office. And my office has actually been pretty minimalist. You know, I have like the the putty, you know, and all those other like sensory things, but um I don't put too much in my office because you know, the sensory stuff, it keeps them occupied. I don't need right. to have a whole like playground in my office. <laughs> like some people try to do. I feel like that's like overcompensating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like those type of offices that that's the that's the reward. Like you behave, you get to go mm-hmm. to this office and, and play. And it's not not because you like need a break from class or like, can I get a mm-hmm. break? And it's like if I hear one more person that's a for for a break mm-hmm. like you just had recess so i need a break <laughs> or kids walk How in is- have breakfast have breakfast <laughs> and like right as soon as i see a piece of paper on the table it's like i need a break like like mm-hmm. like it's not even nine o'clock yet <laughs> do some damn work <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you been doing more crisis assessments this is something that i've got really acclimated to even with working with the littles i haven't done that many crisis assessments but do you have any experience with doing those frequently with your? With I your like the beginning. The, at the beginning of the school year, I, I just a couple kids kids I had I had to do some sort of cri- like crisis stuff, but not most of it is just like behavior and you know mm-hmm. there's like threats here and there. Even though like you know like we have to take it serious, even though like the kid is just mm-hmm. talking to talk like. Like mm-hmm. I know you're not going to do nothing, but we still got to check your bag and and do the proper pro- protocols. Like, like you just talking, mm-hmm. you know, the kids just talking out of their ass. Like it's just, it's like yeah. we still got to like, no, no, dot our eyes, cross the T's, and, and like mm-hmm. do the whole this sort of like protocol. Do you really like? Do you have a plan on doing this? How are you going to do this mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I had to do one this this week. I'm like, like really? You gonna give me extra work for the last week? Like, I, mm-hmm. but no, I gotta do what I gotta do. But it's, uh, you know, it's not. I didn't have to do those as as much as I thought I, I would have to mm-hmm. do. Um, but definitely, you mentioned like the very beginning, like the emotional regulation, like kids. Mm-hmm have like feel have all these feelings and they don't know how to express it they're like they're like you can give them like drawings you can like mm-hmm. right right on the whiteboard like right like mm-hmm. give them different tools or let me play some music in the background or play some basketball like while we're talking and try to get different activities the the cute puppets like play with the fingers like fidgeting stuff mm-hmm. or, or I had slime, like give him some slime and like have him try to talk, whatever. And then still like nothing popped up. I like, all right, I use all my tool, my toolbox. Like you're not gonna yeah. talk and, and it's not happening today. But uh 
is you no. Know, yeah. It was definitely hard. Definitely uh, a challenge. You no, know, this year uh, with the kiddos. Um, no. And the main reason why I brought up doing crisis assessments is something else like I was talking about with emotional regulation. A lot of times kids are saying like they want to die. They want to, as we say, unalive themselves and all those things. And when you go and do those crisis assessments, you know, they don't really have any intent. They don't really have a plan, but they're like, you know, I'm just feeling sad. I'm just feeling upset. They, they will be quick to say those types of things when once you ask them, they don't really mean it. And that again, shows an inclination that they're they're struggling with emotional regulation. Cause the last mm -hmm. thing you would think a kid would say if they're frustrated or they didn't get their way is that they're gonna hurt themselves. Right. So with most of the time, really all of the assess risk assessments I've personally done, they've been low. And um, there's been a couple of kids where we had to do those types of assessments on them multiple times, but, um, so yeah, it's hearing kids say that, especially in sessions, you know, it, it's, it is pretty, um, pretty nerve wracking. And, you know, just, we know, we have to stop it. What we're doing on the spot. If, you know, a kid comes in and says like they're in crisis or if they're in session in crisis. And I definitely make sure I take those. And I know most people do take those type of things seriously like doing the crisis, crisis assessments and being really thorough because I've seen other people like admin or school counselors that do those assessments and they'll be like really straight to the point, but it's like, I have like a series of actual series of questions that I ask that help get to like the really like mm -hmm. the nitty gritty, like the, the deep things. And I feel like you know, with even with crisis assessments, we should all be on the same page. And I feel like sometimes we're we're not even on the same page when it comes to that either. So. Right. Yeah, and I, I experienced that at the beginning of the, of the school year too. So it's just working in school is just interesting, fascinating. Like I think my mom used to work as a private professional for 15 years. So I, I mm -hmm. thought of her like all like, so I look at uh, look at this guy like how you did fifteen years because I'm mm -hmm. like I'm yeah, like so year one and it's like mom. and it's yeah. like it's hard <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah no definitely so uh, where where can people find you reach you um I'm on Instagram uh like I said and I've seen a lot of social workers they you know they make their profiles professional. So mine isn't. So my Instagram <laughs> name is Z E M A R I A underscore X O X O. And my page is private. So, and I do kind of like look to see who's adding me, like if it's a spam account and I want to accept it. Um, so, as far as like social media goes, that's, um, that's what I have. I haven't really, you know, really utilized social media for like professional purposes. So, it's just for me it's just social <laughs> for gotcha. for now for now <laughs> so yeah that's about it nothing on really youtube or facebook you know that type of stuff so and i do like following other social workers or professionals on social media so if other social workers want to add me on there i'll definitely um engage with people in that way what one last question what what do you do um, feel like 
self-care is like this big buzzword now but what do you do to you leave leave work it's friday it's friday got the weekend to yourself like what do you do to re-energize yourself (laughs) well um I actually have issues with regenerating myself because I have chronic fatigue. I had that before I even got into the profession, but um, definitely just coming home, laying down and hanging out with my dogs. I am a dog person. And that is definitely a way that um, I self-care, hanging out with my family, getting my hair, my nose done, that type of, you know, superficial self-care stuff. But um but yeah, definitely as a new social worker, I did have to, you know, make sure that I made an in- um, intentional effort to, like you said, it's the weekend or the day after work, you know, the kids will be okay, hopefully, because there was one point where I, been, I had some kids <clears throat> on my caseload that I know were really struggling. It was hard to, to leave them at the school and, you know, like you said, enjoy my weekend. So, you know just hang out with with my my pets and get on social media watch shows and all that type of stuff you know like the the level the superficial level self-care <laughs> stuff is usually what I do <laughs> and going to therapy that is that's definitely my self-care too <laughs> well, no that's that's important uh, to, to do that go, go for yourself and you know I commend, no, commend you no, no, no for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you do for self-care? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Got put on this spot. <laughs> P, uh, playing a places, PlayStation 4, uh, <laughs> video games. Uh, the gym was a, like was a fiance. big... <laughs> uh, Hanging out with my fiance, hanging out with the, yeah, the yeah. kiddo with the kiddos. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, was going to the gym quite a bit, but after that, when the mask first got lifted, I was like, <laughs> went to the gym for a couple of weeks. I was like, I stopped going, so I, I need to get back to the gym. I need to try to get back mm-hmm. to to January twenty twenty. I'm gonna get this body back to the January twenty twenty shape. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the meme where it's like, I don't know, I don't know anybody's um, small ways. I'm going to serve up these generals. That's the type of attitude I've been having, to be honest. I'm just going to get this body that I got. My, my fiance like me for, for exactly how I am, but I like to, a, I, I need, I need to lose a yeah. guy just for me to, I, like, I, I want to be around mm-hmm. a little, a little longer. So mm-hmm. um, even though the doctor yeah. My blood levels are checked. Got my physicals. So men, please go get checked out. Got my physicals. Everything came out good. I'm just mm-hmm. like overweight, which I already knew that. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. self care, yeah. finding time during the work week to to go to the doctor because you know we work for yeah. the schools and you know sometimes we have to give time off of yes. work just to go to the doctor. Yes, so, yeah. and even, and even the PTO they give is still not enough. That you know just because we have all these holidays it's still it's still not mm-hmm. enough <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah no definitely especially in the in COVID areas that you know the, the doctor's appointments are fewer uh, and far between and, and doctors are just now getting into 
a routine of having regular like appointments available. So, um, you know, besides that, like, you know, I mean, I try to do like I, I wrote wrote a book that's coming out. Yeah, working on that to finish Phoenix, to finish that Famous up. Plug. <laughs> Famous plug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, this summer, I'll, I'll be busy uh, editing a, a chapter for uh, Latinx and Social Work Volume Two, a book coming out in October. Okay. So it's, I'll be, I'll be busy with with, busy. with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be not really June. having a summer off. It sounds like it was. It, it, it was. Yeah, you'll still be working. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be working a little bit, working for for myself this summer. Wow, wow mm-hmm. looking looking for work too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, by all yes, means, sir, if you, you. Uh, good luck in your move to to Arkansas. Yes, sir. Um, and by any means, like you, you know, you have an ally in me. Like anything pop up, you no, know, I'm an email or a DM away. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye.